Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 1,128. Who does that many? Um, let's see. August 8th, 2023. Now get this, uh, hysterians. This is the way temperature works because we don't know what the temperature is supposed to be. Talk to me. 96 degrees on this day in 1894, 1914, and 2010. See, that's how it works. Got it's it. all over the map. And... 47 degrees on this day in 1888. Much of the swimming season is still with us. Get a hold of Aquaside if you haven't already. Aquaside products made in White Bear Lake. Keep your swimming beach free of weeds and unwanted vegetation and Chevrolet bumpers and tires and everything that rolls into the beach. You don't want that. No. They can't get rid of Chevrolet bumpers and tires, but they can get rid of everything else. With products that are easy to use, they work quickly, and they've been deemed safe by all the proper authorities. Uh, go down to the uh, lake and bring your cell phone and call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 and tell them what you're looking at. They'll make sure you get the right products, and your beach is going to look great all year long. You can also find out more at Aquaside.com. Yes. And, this and then is, you hit that other button. And it's free. And now, One, from the mayor's two, office right above now. the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. When you're on a long time, you get to know a lot of people, and then sometimes you lose those people. Yes. Uh, Big John will be crushed to learn that Anna from Matamita, we lost Anna yesterday. Oh. Uh, this is when the term sad is appropriate. She uh, was an otherwise normal human being, but really liked us. Yes. Yeah. To yeah. the point where she had a tattoo of GL on her arm. Mm -hmm. She never missed a uh, never missed a live performance. She never For missed me, a remote. It, if I was out at a gas station, right. she'd come out and say hello. Right. Didn't it seem with Anna that it was unconditional that yes. we could do or say anything, and she mm -hmm. was going to be there for us? Mm -hmm. What I always remember too is remember the Fleet Farm shows we did for the was that the twentieth or twenty fifth anniversary? Twenty fifth, I believe. Whatever it was. But I remember we were at the the Fleet Farm in Carver, and of course Joe kept saying, "Where the bleep is Carver?" Well, we were damn near in yeah. South Dakota. But I remember her. You had said something about whatever, and she just would give the, mm -hmm. you know, yep. like the yep. the nod of no, no, Joe. <laughs> you know our State Fair bucket for me to collect quarters from the 1960s because one day I got this wild idea that. Quarters from the 1960s are really rare. Going to make you a zillionaire. Only to discover they're not rare at all. And we began collecting uh, hundreds of dollars of quarters mm -hmm. uh, to donate to charity. And that bucket came from Anna. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, you know, oh. she's kind of rural. She lives on then. Yeah, yeah. The you, bucket. You still have it? I got the bucket. Well, let's make sure we have it this year. And then Holcomb painted something on it, you know, quarters. Mm -hmm. I thought there wasn't the there the levels. The tannin scan, or was that a different bucket? That was Angie. Well, God love you, Anna, and thank you for your years of 
listening. And The fair won't be the same without well, Shanna. Well, and speaking of the fair, uh, we've gotten a lot of emails from people. Uh, for example, here's Adrian wondering, this is now the fourth time I've contacted <laughs> you about this, and no one is able to reply. Are you going to be at the fair this year? What's the schedule? Why isn't this posted anywhere? Ironically enough, I did respond. And this said, oh, yes, we're going to be at the fair. We do not have the schedule yet. There is no you, schedule. Yes. We're there every day well, except the Wednesday of the fair. Right. Well, well, wait a minute, Rook. You replied to Adrian? Yes. I replied to Adrian with the schedule. And and I did it did as well. Let's GLS, here's the here's okay. the deal. I love the different levels of <laughs> we are going to be at the state <laughs> fair. What the hell just happened? Every single weekday at noon until roughly two uh, PM. Hold wait on. a minute. Except, with, wait a minute. Wednesday. with the exception of the when the one lone Wednesday and Labor Day. Other than that, uh, every uh, weekday. Uh, no, no, uh, no, no. What about Friday? I thought Friday was early, the first Friday. Eleven. Joe, you said it was going to be at 11. And it's that been was your, posted. your idea. It it's had been to posted. be in past years. It doesn't have to be this year. Well, it's too late. It's already been posted, and it's public that we'll be there at 11 on Friday. All right, that's fine. So we're, gonna we're, where's that posted? That? Okay. okay. Well, I sent that to Adrian. I don't know if it's posted anywhere. <laughs> By schedule, do they mean uh, they would yes. like a lineup of the guests? When is well, the juggler no. going to be You know what? So what I. They just want the time. Yeah. They don't want the Okay. We guests. have to tell Adrian something, too. Right before we went live, the boss of radio at Hubbard Broadcasting, <laughs> he runs everything in the metro and everything in the state, came down here to get some information from us because none of us will respond to his emails. Nope. <laughs> and not only that, we're not responding to his emails that only benefit us. Right? Yeah, yeah. And my reason for not responding, <laughs> the reason I don't respond is because I know it drives him crazy. Right. <laughs> What I like to do... you got to pick your fun where you find it. Yeah. <laughs> what I always like to do in those type of settings is I like to reply all just to irritate Kenny. And that works. Yeah. That I bite does, on that yeah. hook every time. Patty Rawlings, good evening. Any plans to appear at the 2023 State Fair? Yes, Patty. There are plans. We've just mentioned them. I hope you're listening. We'll be there early on Friday, apparently. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Is that both Fridays? We've confused everybody. I think maybe some of the GLers are asking this just to drive old Sushi Boy nuts. Uh, Braley Muhlenberg. I've been listening since day one, but I have never emailed. Am I allowed to consider myself a garage magician? I think he means logician. (laughs) Autocorrect. At age 67 with a CI of eight. Yes, you of course are. Of course, uh, that's a pathetic CI. I though, mean, Heights a Heights a garage logician. He only has one car. I don't know what Heights <laughs> CI is. I got he, I got lawnmowers and stuff. Lawnmowers. Come on. Yes, uh, yes, Braley, you can you make especially if been if you've been listening since day one. Of course, you're a garage logician. He I think is John's, a garage magician. John's uh, car is a straight three too, isn't it? Isn't that a three banger? <laughs> no, <laughs> wouldn't John? Isn't that like Four. Almost, like? <laughs> He owns half a car since he shares it with the with the wife. I'm the only one that drives. Oh, By no. the way, Suits, you do something on the weekends where you send out some um, some kind of mailing or email or something to the town council. Yeah, you you sent that uh, you sent the schedule out with that last Saturday. Schedule? Yeah. Of what? Of the state fair. I, I might have had some people that did. Oh, that. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> 
Maybe Ross pitched in. Do you even write that? Oh. I do, but I was late last week. I was going to say, he does unless he forgets. Yeah. <laughs> then Ross writes it. Then Ross writes it. Yesterday, the topic wow. of the town dog came up and the location of CEOs came up. You know, they used to live in the community, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and Angie uh, is a mailman. I suppose you, to be sensitive, you'd have to say mail carrier. Correct. But these mailmen have a lot of dog stories. And Angie says that for many years he had a route, a walking route, for which I was assigned a large step van. Ted, a golden retriever, would bound into my truck when I pulled up to his house because that was the first house on that block. While I was getting the mail ready for the block, running up and down the length of the truck was Ted. When it was time to leave, he would exit the truck, follow me the entire block. When I got to the end of the block, I said, Ted, go home. He slumped his head and started back to his oh. house. <laughs> awesome. He had another dog on the route, Mio, a yellow lab that would escape from his backyard so frequently that I called him Otis from Mayberry, and I would drive him in my truck and gently deposit him back in his backyard. Angie, no, he's not a mailman anymore. Angie came up with a new job description for oh, what he boy. does. Oh. A carrier technician. Oh, carrier. that's not nice. bad. Nice. He's a carrier technician. Did that, did that first dog he talked about when uh, he said uh, told the dog to go home, did he feel sad because he was rejected by Angie? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty low. That's about the lowest of the low. You know, you we I have, but I don't think it's ever been fully enough embraced by you guys. Much can be told about America and the state of America with this whole concept of the town dog. I, I really believe there's much to be mined there. It the the absence of the town dog speaks a great deal to what has happened to us. And what has happened to us isn't all great. When the town when when dogs were loose, this was a different culture. It was a culture more unified. Mm-hmm. It was a culture more, uh, people were more in touch with each other. People knew each other. People knew their neighbors. And th- that's gone. Pretty much that's gone from the American landscape. Uh, I've, I always throw in the wildlife. There was never any wildlife in the sustainable urban core. Uh, there's, it's now rife with wildlife. Mm-hmm. Fox, turkeys. Uh, coyotes, raccoons, rap, everything, every deer, everything. When there, when the dogs were part of living, there was a completely different lifestyle in this country, and that has not been appreciated thoroughly enough. But you said this; you were onto this. Of course, I was. I'm the mayor. A decade ago. Yep. Yep. The you know minute what? dogs went on a leash, mm-hmm. there was a sea change. In the way Americans behaved. I thought about wow. something else um, yesterday after the show. Our generation, like my age or even Chris's age and up, are the only people that know what it's like to have a dog chase them when you drive by in a car. Remember that? Yes. The dog running and barking and biting Mm -hmm. at your hubcaps. Yes. And you slow it down so you can stretch out that run and wear them out. Yeah. We also mentioned the town gas station. 
And Andy wants me to know that Al's uh, in Matamita is still full service. It's called Matamita Service. One man band running it. He had his oil changed on Friday. The hose is still out there that dings the bell inside. Lifelong Matamita and Grant resident. Great memories of my mom stopping in and filling up the station wagon. Andy Leach. And if you go inside the the, the two bay garage in the corner where the red tool cabinet is, mm-hmm. the Philip sixty six on Randolph and Fairview would put up some girly photos. Oh, they'd have those. Yes, I yeah. knew where to find yeah. those. Well, way tucked away in the corner. Here's a guy who had a town dog. Mark, uh, the town dog was deaf, uh, <laughs> and he sent a picture of it and half blind. That doesn't stop Sunny, as we call her. When she catches a glimpse of us on the patio, she begs to go out of her house. And my wife, God bless her, keeps the chewy stock way up there so the milk bone uh, uh, treats, etc. are free-flowing. Many other stories about lake dogs. Oh, I, I can tell you about lake dogs. Yeah. Uh, but I've had a couple, and I don't want to bore the council or the electorate. Oh, you know what's There's still freedom on, on the ice in the winter. All the dogs are running free, checking out all the fish houses. It still happens to this day. Kelsey notes that the head of 3M, uh, when Kelsey was younger, uh, lived in Roseville. Uh, He lived on Lake Owasso in a modest home by today's standards. He was also the opposite of today's executives. His kids went to school. Uh, with the rest of us, and as you can see in the attached article about him that ran in the Pioneer Press upon his death in 2016, he was the epitome of common sense and humility. He was a guy named Lou Lair, hmm. and I read the obit that uh, Kelsey uh, linked me to. Uh, I remember Lou. I mean, I remember his name. Okay. Hell of a guy. Very, very uh, uh, responsible uh, and significantly involved in the development of uh, post-it notes and surgical tape that would not come off in the water or whatever. He, the, the doctors used to plead with 3M, we needed some kind of tape that we can use, and those guys came up with it. And then he, So he went from, you know, basically the mailroom to the CEO of 3M. Okay. He died at the age of 96. Wow. Uh, in Phoenix. Okay. I would imagine a guy like that deserved a winter home, and uh, he had one in Phoenix. Or he, they had moved to Arizona, I don't know. But those are just a little bit of the touch-ups from yesterday's frivolity. If uh, if I may interrupt you may, once more. You may. Uh, you know, Kenny pointed out the uh, Saturdays with Such thing, where the schedule is there from the August 5th version of it for the yeah. State Fair of the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, then I went back and looked at some of historically, and I know you probably don't handle this end of it, but Saturdays with Such is spelled with Saturday's apostrophe. Yes. Yeah. What's that all about? I, yeah, I, and they spell Such, S-O-U-C-H. That yeah. can be either way. So, I do okay. too. So That doesn't right. bother me. But, but, but the why Saturday has an apostrophe in it yeah, is beyond me. That's not needed. Yes, uh, yes. you in the back. Well, if I could offer up a suggestion with that um, information, I, I would guess, <laughs> keeping with the theme of a lot of our merchandising and promotional efforts <laughs> yes, we've done in the yes, past, yes. I think what we like to do is we like to make those items collector's items, you know, where the... <laughs> Universe to Y of Garage Logic T-shirt uh, instantly Chris, sold out because it was misspelled. What Chris, word did we just, spell wrong? University. Uh, university. Yeah. We just want to see if they're paying attention. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I'm, hold on, Johnny. Remember, yeah. Kenny, when the big boss came over and she said, 
Did you guys do that on purpose? <laughs> and I went, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's, that's true. It's a product, man. Congratulations, <laughs> you caught it. Hey, I have, uh, you're a winner. I have both that sweatshirt and T-shirt, and I'm afraid to wear either one because, you know, they might be collector's <laughs> Universal items. Universal Hawaii of Garage Logic. <laughs> May I tell you that it's been more than a year since EcoFund opened the Burnsville location, and they want to invite all the GLers from the South Metro to visit this Saturday from 11 to 3, they're going to have special in-store in pricing on all ATVs, scooters, dirt bikes, and electric bikes in stock at Burnsville this Saturday. And the most popular electric bikes from the manufacturers will be out for demo riding. And to top it off, Grunhofer's own special egg roll brats and hot dogs served hot. Mm. Now you can ride the top electric bikes on the market and enjoy Spencer's top-rated brat. He selected this unique brat himself to serve as his signature brat to the South Metro area at our customer appreciation sale. It's right on the service road of life uh, near County Road 42 in Burnsville. This is a manufacturer's authorized buy one e-bike, get 50% off Ooh. the next one. It's going through Saturday at both locations, Forest Lake and Burnsville. The Vanderhall Roadsters are on sale at seven grand. I am crazy to not get one of those. You are crazy. Have you looked these things up? Yeah, they're really neat. We're going to add it to the list. I think you need to you need to get one for all of us. I have to have one. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, come out to Forest Lake to test ride one and take one home. Okay, they have one black, one blue, one gray. What if, which one do I want? Uh, oh, black. Uh, black's hard to keep clean. <laughs> okay. I got a lot of black cars. They're hard to keep clean. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I'm thinking blue. Just to be different. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tim, look out. I think my calendar is free on Saturday morning. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. They're able to get 15 new 2024 Yamaha snowmobiles for this winter. They're taking deposits on them daily. Two-stroke and four-stroke uh, four equipped sle- sleds are still available. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. That's Highway 97, immediately west of 35. And the big shindigs down in Burnsville this Saturday on the uh, county on the service road, uh, right near County Road 42, right there above, what's that above, 35? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you check them out at uh, EcoFunMotorsports.com. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Try <laughs> This one's gas. Yeah, I want gas. I'm not gas or electric. Chris has heard He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. 
Joe Souchere. Who this? Some Nashville act? This is nice. This should be <laughs> Dylan. Kenny got something here? Let me run them down here. Fleet Farm, Walmart, your neighborhood, Knack Hardware, auto parts stores. Uh, people have been asking the old Ken doll where to buy Bugs Be Gone so they can keep a spray jug in the door pocket. Those are just a few spots. Evidently, you can also order it on Amazon. Some places, like Fleet Farm and Walmart, they sell it by the gallon. Bugs Be Gone, what the hell is it? I'll tell you what it is. It makes scrubbing bugs off your windshield in the front bumper easy as pie. When you spray it on, it breaks up the sticky bond of bugs and crud with the surface. It melts away, and you can easily wash it away with water. Very little, if any, scrubbing needed. We can use it on anything. Um, campers, motorcycles, uh, that Vanderhall thing Such is obsessed with, uh, boat services, uh, your side-by-side, your golf cart. Just spray it on. Could Wait you a few spray minutes. it on the paint of a car? A wa- spray it on, wash it off, right. and it leaves no film. And you know what? It's safe on all surfaces. It's non-toxic. It works on anything organic. No film, no haze when it drives. Uh, dries. Keep a spray bottle in the vehicle. It's a miracle. You, you know what it is? It's bug voodoo is what it is. Another wonderful product from the fine folks at Seafoam. I want to address something that makes me very nervous. The uh, Baltimore Orioles have a, a broadcaster. I can't believe you're bringing this up. Why? No, this is great. I'm glad you are. Uh, I, I noted on Twitter last night that the Baltimore Orioles have suspended uh, their version of Corey Provis, right? Yes. Uh, and I'm looking for his name now. His name is Kevin Brown. Well, it would technically be Dick Bramer because he does television. Oh, uh, Kevin is a television guy yes. for the Orioles? Yes. And uh, apparently the Orioles were in Tampa Bay. Yes. And as part of his pregame soliloquy, Kevin Brown, the TV guy for the Orioles, wearing his Orioles shirt, as Orioles announcers had been instructed to wear, uh, started talking about the woeful record that the Baltimore team has had against Tampa and how that's improved, especially this year. And let me tell you something, uh, having covered baseball for many years, what, what Brown was doing was just getting his material from notes that you are handed prior to a game. This all included graphics that were airing on the screen as he was citing them on the broadcast. And when I first saw uh, Orioles, uh, Announcer suspended. I assume that he said something either up. racial or sexual or something. Because Oakland just Johnny helped me. Oakland just suspended their guy, right? They just fired to fired him. They did fire him. Okay, For what he, was yeah, his crime? He let some racial and stuff he, slip. He was in Kansas City. They went to the uh, Negro Baseball Museum, and when he talked about it on the air, he did not call it the Negro Baseball Museum. Uh, he he made an error. He said. And uh, use the racial slur instead. The big Holy one. Holy man! And, and he's and he is a well respected. He's been around forever. He's uh, Kuiper. He's uh, the other Kuiper, not Dwayne, but his brother. He's well, been with now. An, that's years. an inexcusable error. Yes. Oh yeah, and he was suspended for I think two days, and then they fired him. Well, this case had nothing to do with anything like that. Nope. And the Orioles suspended him, and the Orioles are getting just. 
pilloried oh, yeah. all across the country and rightfully by, so. by newspapers and other... And I'm sure this guy, if he wants the, his job back, I'm sure he'll be back in the booth tonight, I would Somebody, bet. Somebody, I forget if which broadcast team said this, said, well, hey, Baltimore, I got news for you. If, if you don't want him, there's 29 other teams yeah. that'll gladly take him. But this Gary is, Cohen. This is, said, yes, this is thanks, right Jim. out of Putin's playbook. Mm-hmm. You didn't speak well of us, therefore you're suspended. All he was doing was citing the notes that anybody who covers baseball is given every night in the press box from both teams. You get a thick packet of stuff. You know, Wally uh, Wally Smith is uh, one and two against Tampa with uh, three outs on second. All this minutia. And and included in the minutiae are these career records of teams. And the guy put together his little pregame BS that featured all this stuff, and he gets suspended. That's unreal. Yeah. But unreal. sadly... Um, Who owns the Orioles? Look it up, John. Uh, it starts with an A. I can't think of it. But sadly, name. Joe, this is happening. And the Orioles are having a crackerjack year. Right. It, but Peter, sad- Peter Angelos. Angelos. Oh, yeah. I believe, isn't it, one of his sons has the controlling interest of it right now. Because I think, isn't Peter 90-something years old? And it doesn't matter. Anyway, but Joe, what you're seeing with a lot of these teams professionally is they have taken control of their broadcast crews. And that's why all of them have tended to become a lot more favorable to the to the team. I know you know it doesn't matter well, if it's they're all homers. Right. I I I've I've grown to accept that they're they're all homers. I get that. But this guy didn't do anything wrong. No. Yeah. No. Well, you know the thing is though I I have the audio. So I don't know if you guys want to listen to this and be the judge for yourself. Here's the pitch. Booth <laughs> glaring okay, in. I'd fire this guy too. Wide. I'm sorry, inside, not wide, inside, ball. Uh, On the Yankees TV broadcast last night, play-by-play man John Sterling said the Orioles' decision to uh, punish Brown was right up there with the nuttiest things he's seen in 63 years in the business. It's amazing to me, Sterling's broadcast partner, analyst Susan Waldman, said, how can you do your job if you can't tell the truth? But he didn't even say anything negative. He was extolling how good they are because look what they've done this year. And in the past, they weren't doing that. I don't understand it. When I saw the clip, I was waiting for him to say something horrible. Me too. That's what I was waiting for last night when I watched it. I've never heard of this in my life, Sterling said. If Angelos was our boss, we'd get fired every day. (laughs) We comment that the Yankees have terrible batting averages and they have terrible on-base percentages. Chicago White Sox play-by-play man Jason Benetti, who called Brown one of the best play-by-play announcers in the country, took a shot at the Orioles during Monday's White Sox-Yankees game while reciting the Yankees' record against Baltimore. They were 6-7 against the Orioles this year, so they lost seven times, but they did beat Baltimore six times, which I hope I don't get suspended by the Orioles for (laughs) saying that, Benetti quipped. New York Mets uh, play-by-play man Gary Cohen took Angelos and the Orioles to task. Let me just say one thing to the Baltimore Orioles management, Cohen said. You draped yourself in humiliation when you fired John Miller, and you're doing it again. If you don't want Kevin Brown, there are 29 teams who do. Uh, This is uh, the the reason I said that this is a story that makes me very nervous is... uh, uh, th- there's kind of an oppressive cloud hanging over 
what you can say or not say. I am. These I am. Days. I can't believe that you're surprised and shocked by this, Joe. This is what we've been going through for the last three years. Don't you remember journalists being fired and suspended and dismissed for questioning the source of COVID, the corona? Well, that's true. I mean, this has been going on all over the country. Uh, uh, I, we talked about last week how a writer um, in Seattle was fired for talking about the Lenin statue and how Lenin was a bad guy. On his radio show, Yes Network's Michael Kay echoed Mets radio voice Howie Rose and countless others in saying the Orioles should be ashamed of themselves. If John Angelos, the owner of the Orioles, didn't like that, then he's thin-skinned, unreasonable, and he should get a call from Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, because it's unconscionable that you would actually suspend a good broadcaster for no reason whatsoever. He didn't do anything wrong. This makes the Orioles look so small and insignificant in minor league. The Orioles entered Tuesday with a 70-42 record, a three-game lead over the Rays in the American League East. During a visit to the White House on Monday to celebrate Houston's 2022 World Series title, Astros manager Dusty Baker said his team's upcoming showdown with the Orioles was probably the biggest series that Baltimore has had in a while. The attention should be on the players who have carried the Orioles to the best record in the NL in the AL, but instead it's on an embarrassing, self-inflicted off-field controversy. Horrendous decision by the Orioles, Cohen said. I don't know what they were thinking, but they got exactly the reaction they deserve. And it's just a shame because the Orioles are playing so well, and now they've diverted attention from that and made themselves a laughing stock. They have. It's just an amazing story. And I think the reaction to it, it, Michael Kay did the same thing on the Yankee broadcast, not just on that radio show, on the TV broadcast. He did three minutes on how ridiculous it was. And I heard other announcers do the same besides the ones you... So the reaction, I think, is telling the Orioles, you better straighten this out. And the shame is they're the really feel-good story in baseball. They They really are. They came from junk. They've been awful for 10 years. And, you know... That's the shame of it. Now, it's the one, I will say this, It was that's the one good thing about Twitter. Uh, I, I yeah. knew this last night, the minute it happened, mm-hmm. and I began looking. Uh, let, me, let me find out what dreadful thing this guy must have said, only to discover that he was essentially quoting the pregame notes package that <laughs> both teams get prior to a game and pointing out, look, basically saying, Look how the Orioles have turned this around. Look how they've done against Tampa Bay, and look how they've turned it around. And this guy gets suspended? This is a change. in. This has been going on forever, but the big changes in the old days, or maybe even last week, it would have been handled with a private, quiet discussion. And if at the end of his contract things hadn't changed and he wasn't a homer, they just wouldn't sign him again. That's basically what happened to John Miller. And now they're just so bold that they just cut him off right away. Well, it makes me wonder. But this is pushback. This is the reaction here is pushback. Right. Yeah. We've probably said some things over the years. Oh, boy. That you think would have gotten us in a jam a bit with upstairs and we haven't been in well, the jam we haven't been. right right we've said those things but we haven't gotten a jam but 
We know people who did. And it, in the people person that did, it affected the revenue in a great, great way. No, I understand what you're talking about. But, but I guess we haven't said anything that we haven't said anything that's gotten us in trouble, I guess, from a business standpoint. I but seem to remember time. Yeah. I seem to remember two guys that were kind of mocking a weather guy going into a break. And then coming out of the break, they were big fans of that weather guy. I don't, I don't know what you might have happened about. on a Saturday. You know, we had a change of heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have just been informed. We have new information. <laughs> I, I think what Mysterians, uh, Euphorians, people in Liberal Lakes and Diversityville have done about us is I think they just don't listen to us. Good point. That's how I think they've handled okay. it. I think they just well, disregard us. Or some do listen just for the sake of being, you know what I mean? Yeah. Annoyed. They like to listen to stuff that annoys them. Because <laughs> I've met a lot of people who have to tell me out of the side of their mouth, really like the show, but I can't really let anybody know. <laughs> but we've never done anything racial. Because we're not, we're just not those kind of people. But we speak so candidly about racial matters, you would think it would really anger the well, activist gonna, crowd. Yeah, if it's going to make anybody mad, it's going to be the middle-aged white women who don't have anything better to do. Right. Well, but you're also you, missing. Hey, you guys say race stuff that makes me angry. Come on. But yeah. you're here and you push back, and that's yeah, the great thing exactly. about this. Show. And it's not, it's not racist. Like, right. You know, when and we talk about race. Don't overlook the fact that most of the stuff we say is the common sense approach, which is why it's not really debatable. Okay, let me ask you guys a question. Uh, Noah Gregson, a NASCAR driver, got suspended by his team owners and then NASCAR, and now he quit for liking a meme on Instagram Three years ago, the meme had something three to do something to do Floyd. with a mermaid and uh, George Floyd, and he didn't comment. He just liked it. He got suspended by his team, then suspended by NASCAR, and now he is um, uh, he's on the loose. Well, is that right or wrong? A anything about George Floyd uh, three years ago would have been no go zone. You, you yeah. can't. You couldn't touch it. Right and B, I don't know what the meme was, so I right. couldn't. I can't. Nor tell do you. I. All, all I can figure out is something to do with it. A was mermaid. a case of he should have known better, but it shouldn't have cost him his job. And he liked it. He didn't comment. And I think it was on Instagram. And that's all I know. In fact, about it. it caused Elon Musk to issue a tweet saying, "If you've lost your job because of anything posted on what's now known as X, formerly Twitter, that they would cover your legal expenses." Hmm. He, seriously, he posted that, uh, I think, on Sunday. Really? Yes. That was, that was followed by a, a guy that he fired, though. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> Who had posted on Twitter that he had been fired by Musk. Wah, so he's wah. Like, Maybe he should. Uh, <laughs> uh, Musk <laughs> seems like a James Bond villain to me. You, you know what I mean? John's not a fan. <laughs> uh, to corroborate what I've said, uh, uh, Brown, Kevin Brown was uh, reading from game notes prepared by the Orioles' public relations staff. Yep. So by wow. that standard, Angelos has got a can everybody. 
PR. Right. Yeah. Well, he sounds like an idiot. I don't know who he is. I don't know what his source of fortune he is. Doesn't have a great reputation, right? Well, John? he's a moron. Hor- horrible reputation. But he doesn't answer to anybody, right? No, he's the guy. Yeah. His his kid, kid Chris was right. His kid runs the team now. Uh, yeah, John he's ninety four. Sorry, yeah. can, can you yeah. repeat the first part of that, John? I said Chris was right. I don't say that I often. Didn't hear that part. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to keep that soundbite and play it over and over again. <laughs> it, it, it has the, it wafts of uh, old George Steinbrenner, doesn't it? It does. It does. Insane moves. Very much so. But Steinbrenner's moves, there, there were they were insane, but they they had something to do with always with the play on the field or the manager. Okay. I don't think George would ever fire anybody for quoting from the public relations staff notes. Except for Billy. Billy would have been fired probably for no. that. And he, and he did fire general managers about every three months and then right. reinstate them three months later. <laughs> Gene Michael. You know, it's a fun game to play. If you were a billionaire, see, billionaires, they really they, they can have any hobby they want, right? Yes. So if sure. you're a billionaire... What would your hobby be? Some guys own sports teams. Some guys own newspapers. Some guys host a podcast. Some guys, some guys build uh, golf courses. Yeah. Uh, Robert uh, Ursay collects uh, very valuable very guitars. Very valuable rock and roll memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was a, a, a billionaire, I think I'd be leaning towards owning like an NHL team. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Could and, we get like and, and my announcer would here? never get in trouble with me. My announcer would never no. get in trouble. Do we, we get a suite? Do we get a suite? Uh, I could get you a good deal on a suite. A good deal. He's talking oh, like a billionaire now. He wants to keep it. Yeah. I can't think of my activity. What I would want to do. Well, see, it's a fun game. If you're a billionaire, what would you? Uh, you know, the other thing I do is I might campaign an America's Cup boat, a racing sailboat. That's. Hmm. That's where I'd go, right into the dirt track racing yeah, world. I'd, yeah. I'd own a track and I'd own a team or two. Yep. I and would he wouldn't let anybody come in. He wouldn't I, let anybody know. come in. So you know my question is, Such, would you retire your kids or would you make them work for a living? I, they, they'd have to work. Got, they'd have to work. They got to have a place to go. Yeah, we have to have a place to go. I'll, uh, I'll let you know what I do after I win the Mega Millions tonight. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll let you. Oh, know that's tonight. Out. Oh, I got to run to town. I don't need any gas. Run to town. Run to town. I have to run to town. <laughs> After the show, I'm going to go see Randy at the pro stop on Cleveland, and he's yeah. going to sell me the winning the ticket. The winning ticket? Yes. No, Ginny is. Come on, Randy. Oh, he, he, Randy. If I, he's the guy at the guest. He's a great. No, Sean, guy. you mean. No, I'm going on the Cleveland. I go to the pro stop on Cleveland. Oh, I'm right sorry. By, uh, I'm Joni's sorry. selling yeah, me my ticket. Yeah. Right over by the railroad tracks. I thought Kenny's stuff was small town. <laughs> how how mad would you be if you won the Powerball and then you won it with the same number? So we'd have to split it. I wouldn't be angry. I'd, I'd, I'd yeah, be I, would, I wouldn't be angry. I'd be mad. I have no anger. I'd have to slice your throat and steal your ticket. Jesus! Wow! Wow! You'd have all that money in prison. Oh. All right. Say, <laughs> hey, let's take a time out and uh, come back with Mr. John Height. Hey, GLers, this is Pete Arnold from Hire a Pro. You know, the company that helps you be your own contractor so you can make the roofing company profits instead of the roofing company? I've got Chrissy here. So, Chrissy, why are you in my commercial? 
You helped me replace my roof. How did that go? It went great. You educated us on how everything worked, showed us behind the curtain, so to speak. And after our $25,000 roof was replaced, we walked away with almost $6,000 for the work we put in. And what work was that? Uh, well, we got the permit and we picked the color. Hire Pro handled everything else. You did a great job, and I'm not even being paid to say that. If anyone's listening and has a storm damage claim, call them. Don't hire a roofer. Hire a pro. That's awesome. I, I appreciate the kind words, and I, I think you just made up our new motto. All right, Joe, you're up. So if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400 or visit them online at hireadotpro. That's hire, uh, and then put the dot there, pro. Not a Garage Logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. I was sitting in a chair Sunday night. I got out of the chair, and I've never experienced such pain in my life in my right leg, which would not work. Ooh. Couldn't walk. Well, you're lucky that you just got checked out thoroughly. Guaranteed you were dehydrated. How much do you drink a day? A lot. No, no, no. How much water do you drink a day? Probably not enough water. <laughs> well, it went from a lot to yeah. not enough. <laughs> How much water do you drink a day? Oh, well, this was Sunday. You had two cups of coffee before 10. You count the holy water or no? Had a couple of NAs. No, that doesn't help. I had some that's, iced that's tea. Water. <laughs> no. Well, I guess that's I didn't have enough water. water. Maybe I'll buy that theory. I probably Ice didn't have enough water. Caffeine, that could dehydrate you. Yeah, most, whatever. Most NAs are I don't water. care. Never mind. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. <laughs> we didn't hear this one yet, did we? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yep. Quag in the streets, starting to get light out. It's about 4.30 in the morning. Driving home from an all-nighter. Cigarette going. There's a thin line between love and hate. The Liberty Lucky 7 Safe Sale is at Maple Grove Lock and Safe right now for a limited time. You can save on not just one, but seven of the top quality Liberty Safes. Today is the day to secure unprecedented savings and protect what matters to you most. Uh, the Liberty Safe, the best safe in the business, with no equal constructed here in the United States of America by Americans using materials procured right here in the United States, fully transferable warranties and the best fire protection available. GLers can take advantage of uh, the convenient financing options at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Experience the peace of mind of owning a Liberty, transparent payment terms and fair rates, as low as 0% APR for 6 and 12 month loans. And be sure to ask Rich about delivery and setup when you stop into Maple Grove Lock and Safe. 6901 East Fish Lake Road and all the time on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, that St. Paul family we talked about yesterday is pleading for the release of a 14-year-old after a gun went off at a birthday party, killing his 12-year-old brother on Saturday. 12-year-old Marquis Jones was shot and killed when the family says a gun went off at the birthday party. Marilyn Hill is a family member. She said Marquis was a good child, really respectful to adults. Family members explained the two brothers were accidentally, uh, were playing with the gun, excuse me, on Saturday when it accidentally fired. A 14-year-old taken into custody at the Ramsey County Juvenile 
Juvenile Detention Center on suspicion of manslaughter. Maryland said he's innocent. You can't accuse and charge a child for a mistake. This was an accident. Well, Rachel Moran, a University of St. Thomas legal expert, told our friends at Five Eyewitness News that the prosecutor's office has to decide if they have evidence to suggest the child committed a crime. She explained the charge could be manslaughter or another crime like reckless use of a firearm. She explained that the governor could be at fault because there are several Minnesota criminal statutes that could apply in this situation. Moran added it's unlikely the homeowner would be at fault unless she knew the gun was in the home and that it was accessible to children. The family, for their part, is urging the owner of the gun to step up and take responsibility. We need this man to be held accountable because the child that's sitting in jail is innocent, said the cousin. I'm no legal expert, but isn't that's not up to the family, right? Well, what do you mean? Why don't as, far, as far as releasing the 14-year-old? Well, they can, they're asking. They can clamor for it. Yeah, oh, they're, okay. they're asking. Uh, the kid that pulled the trigger is absolutely crushed. I bet. Yeah, Everybody I bet. associated is just devastated by this. And the person that owns the firearm needs to be held accountable. But like why, John said. Why don't we know the name of that person already? Maybe exactly. the police do. Exactly. We don't know that. Okay. Second of two men convicted for their roles during that deadly truck park bar shooting in St. Paul in October of 2021 was sentenced this morning. 35-year-old Terry Lorenzo Brown sentenced to nearly 37 years in prison for his actions that night. Brown was convicted by a jury one day after they got the case in June. He was found guilty of four counts of attempted second-degree murder, one count of second-degree murder, as well as one count of illegal gun possession. The shooting killed 27-year-old Markeisha Wiley and left more than a dozen others injured. The other person convicted, Devondre Trayvon Phillips, was sentenced to nearly 29 years in prison earlier this summer for his role in that shooting. According to St. Paul police records, auto thefts have dropped 36% in the city compared to the same time a year ago. Uh, still a lot of them, though. Through the first seven months of 2022, there were 961 of them. This year, there's been 613. Carjackings during that same time period also dropped 50% from 40 to 20. The Ramsey County Sheriff's Office and St. Paul Police Department have focused a lot of time and resources toward fighting the carjacking and auto theft increases in previous years. Ramsey County has accepted $2.5 million in grant money to establish car auto theft or CAT teams that started in 2021. Deputy Chief Paul Ford heads the major crimes unit at the St. Paul Police Department. He said his unit has focused on intervention and prevention, especially with juvenile offenders. Ramsey County Sheriff's Office said it will use part of this year's grant money to add another deputy to the CAT team unit. Right now, there's a total of eight deputies committed to that particular unit. So what time is your apology to Keith Ellison, sir? Zero. Suing the, the car zero manufacturers zero. has obviously worked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, see the, you see the story in the Star Tribune about the uh, Ramsey County deputy that found the stolen SUV mm -hmm. uh, that was ripped off from, uh, I think, a gal. Was it Richfield or Bloomington? I thought it was Minnetonka. Um, but she had a, a very specialized wheelchair for oh, her disabled story, yeah. kid, oh, yeah. and that wheelchair is still missing, but this deputy did find her SUV. Yeah, and the yeah. wheelchair was missing. She needs a wheelchair. Yep. Well, we're all, we're all willing to help her get a wheelchair. I'm sure she's being taken care of in that regard, I would hope. Yeah, it's not just any wheelchair. It's, no, it's a special pretty, wheelchair. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yep.
Uh, in Minneapolis, as promised last week, Police Chief Brian O'Hara has announced changes in the structure and leadership of his department. Effective immediately, O'Hara said he's splitting the Minneapolis police into two divisions, one focused on dealing with all police operations and crime, and another to oversee everything with the city's consent decrees and rebuild community trust. He also announced new leadership appointments, picking Katie Blackwell to serve as the assistant chief overseeing the operations division and Christopher Gators to lead the community trust division. O'Hara also named the heads of the department's patrol and investigations bureaus that will report to Blackwell and the internal affairs, constitutional policing and professional standards bureaus that will report to Gators. You know what they have? Too many cooks. They're shuffling. They have too many cooks and the broth is spoiled. Well, we're all for anything that will make an improvement, but doesn't this take more cops off the street? Uh, I don't know. But what happened to Cedric the Entertainer? It's going to be an implosion after he leaves. All right. The broth? Yeah. What are many, you in a sod hut in the what, 1800s? What's that saying? Too many cooks for the broth? Soup. Stew is how I've always I thought heard. it was soup. Too I'm many going cooks with broth. Gonna... I'm going broth. Broth. <laughs> It's like colored water, isn't it? No, broth. you got to have a broth. You know, too many cooks spoil the broth. Broth? Great great Robert Cray song, too many cooks are going to spoil the stew, but there ain't nothing cooking between me and you. Yeah, but that stew doesn't work. Too many cooks uh, spoil the broth. How how does that happen? But broth is like... You can't spoil broth. Well, one cook will say add some salt. Broth is like really thin gravy, isn't it? No, broth is, uh, you know... It's like water. It's what starts... Yeah, it's what starts... It's the the base. It's a foundation. Don't you know how to cook? It's a foundation for a lot of foods. I can make Mac and cheese. Yeah. Spam sandwich. How much Velveeta do you put in your broth, Kenny? You don't put <laughs> cheese. See, that would be an example of too many cooks spoiling the broth. Yeah, throw yeah. some Velveeta yeah. in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to move right along well, here. Well, that's the, the Minneapolis cops. They got too many cooks spoiling the broth. Spoiling the stew. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> stew. Just a little bit more salt. As you say. A state lawmaker has officially been cited for driving while intoxicated last month in Kennebec, uh, Kennebec, right? Yeah, Kennebec, Kennebec County. A citation summary shows that Representative Don Wolgamod of St. Cloud had a .09 blood alcohol content when he was stopped July 7th. He was arrested, now faces fourth-degree DWI and alcohol concentration of .08 within two hours, DWI both misdemeanors. He released a statement after his arrest apologizing for his actions, saying, I take full responsibility for my actions and I ask for your forgiveness. In a written statement, the 32-year-old Democrat restated that he was pulled over after attending a wedding celebration outside of Mora. He also said he's taken steps to make sure nothing like this ever happens again. He says he's taken six separate chemical health assessments and received risk scores of zero. All indicated he does not have an alcohol use disorder, according to his statement. He also participated in a Mothers Against Drunk Driving Victim panel where he heard heartbreaking stories, he said, about the fatal and tragic consequences of drunken driving. Also took an eight-hour alcohol education class. Legislator was also driving with expired registration and lacked a front plate on his black 20. Go ahead. Black 2020 MKZ. Security camera footage from the North Country Bottle Shop in Mora shows Wolgamet pulling up to the store, entering and leaving a few minutes later with a brown bag and beverage case. As he placed the items in his trunk, he appeared to pull out a large bottle containing a clear liquid and take a chug. <laughs> <laughs> you see what happens when we legalize dope? 
<laughs> you see what oh, happens? You know, well, this happened he, before the. He oh. should go oh, to my. <laughs> he should go to my class on how to be a criminal. This guy is. He was set up by the liquor store owner. I guarantee you. And <laughs> I'll tell you why. Are, are you done? Candy, Ohio, Kitson, and Kuchichin are your K counties. Okay. Are you done with the story, John? I'll tell you well, what he, happened. He here. put he put the bottle back into his trunk after he took a sip, got in the car, drove away, and was pulled over within a couple minutes by the state patrol. I, I'd like to take the uh, uh, test that he took where it shows zero risk. I, I yeah, how do you get that? How do you get that uh, assessment? <laughs> you this you take that got, when you get a DWI. He's got a two-beer buzz on, goes into the liquor store, buys a sixer. And the guy in the liquor store had to know who he was, right? Ah, Democrat. He sees this guy go out to his car, pop the truck. Yeah, he made the guy take a, a swig of it. Takes a guzzle out of the booze, yeah. puts it in. Dude picks up the phone. The guy's pulled over 30 seconds later. The, the, the lawmaker's an idiot. You should throw on another misdemeanor charge of being a dumbass. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Who does that? You, you deserve to get pulled over if that's what you... You don't guzzle in the liquor store parking lot. No. What is this, then, 1978? No. But, then, but then be smart enough to put it in the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you wait till you get you to know, the Burger yeah. King. Right. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want that open container charge, too. Dumb, yeah. dumb. Yeah. Uh, on that note, why don't we take a short break and hear from our friend, Mr. Reavers. You know, North American Banking Company has been here with us for some time, and they are the proud sponsor of Garage Logic's 30th anniversary. We thank them for that. And you'll hear from Josh Arnold later today about why you should switch from your big bank. Wells Fargo just got hit with another fine of $200 million. Woo! Because of record keeping. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not going to happen with North American Banking Company. No, because they are interested in you and your business. And that's all they care about. They're a community bank that wants to take care of you, and they've been at it since 1998. They made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you. Well, a lot has changed since 1998. This commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. My location is up there in Roseville, but you can also see North American Banking Company at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. And this is huge because loan decisions excuse me, are made right here in the Twin Cities. They're not sent out of state. And this helps business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. So when your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or to solve a problem, turn to the experts at North American Banking Company. Check out their website right now, nabankco.com, nabankco.com. North American Banking Company, member FDIC, is an equal housing lender. of Spoon Lake. We're celebrating 30 years of garage logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. Is that you, Pat? That's me, sir. My late. No, we were just about right to play time. a couple of audio clips from Alan Iverson's mom. <laughs> okay, what'd she say Let's about that? Let's hear it. Every relationship has ups and downs. Yo, one, two, three, four, five rings I see on these men's fingers. You think y'all don't go through up and down? Come on, get a grip. Because AI is AI, we got to go through that and we'll go through it. All right, you, second quote. Here what did go. she just say? Uh, come on. She said, come on. I love my child, and I know my child isn't no no criminal. I know my child don't have to do something petty as go to somebody's house and break in their house and all this. You know, you got witnesses. You got people that says, 
they didn't need and break in and all this, but then nobody ain't paying that no mind. All right, so there you have it. Mom's defending the guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's hope this is. Yeah. Adjust your. Yeah, adjust yourself. The your voice is breaking up. Just turn a little bit. It's getting there. It's getting there. Keep trying. All right, I'm outside. We're in a restaurant. Now you're perfect. Now you're perfect. Are you on your Nextel phone? I am on the magic of Nextel. Now you sound absolutely perfect. Yes, mother was defending her child there. Holy cow. The Joe, they're they're continuing to drive by on the wrong side of the street here. It makes me very nervous. You got to be really careful. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care what you tell me. They should be on the other side of the street. Has the weather cleared up a bit? It's a little better tonight. It was another rainy, misty, drizzly day. The course continues to get softer, and uh, there's not a prediction of much wind tomorrow, and you'll see some extremely low numbers probably. Mm-hmm. But then come Friday, there's supposed to be a little northerner come in here mm-hmm. and uh, clear things out, and if the wind starts blowing, the scores will go up. Well, I, I, uh, I got to think that... Uh... Uh, I got to think that they absolutely are licking their chops to start playing this place. Yeah, they, uh, well, Watson today pointed out that, uh, you know, way back in 1980, everybody, if the scores are low, everybody will blame this new equipment. Mm-hmm. Watson had a 64 back here. Somebody else had a 63 and 80 when they got a calm day, you know, when, the, when it was a little wet and they got a calm day. So it's just one of those. You know, seaside courses. If the wind blows, it's tough. If the wind doesn't blow, it's not that tough. Right. All right. And uh, I hope the wind blows at least one or two. Thank you, R2-D2. Okay. Twins play in Cleveland tonight. Now we're losing you again. Really? Yeah. I am. Now you're good again. Now you're bad again. I think it. Okay, Charlie. What Charlie Brown's mom? Wah 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 wah. Okay. I think that we, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of disturbance in the evening sky over the Atlantic, and uh, sometimes you're going to break up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That was. Tonight in the lead. Tonight. Nervous? I'm not nervous. I'm not either. I think the boys are going to be just fine. I think they can come off this road trip with about a 15 game lead. I gotta save it. I can't quit recording. Pat, it's even funnier than you breaking up because when you break up, your voice takes on entirely different sound qualities. <laughs> what do I sound like? Uh, kind of a what, Julio Iglesias? What? Yeah, you wish you did. Between a Muppet and a Star Wars character. Yeah, it sounds like a Star Wars character. Well, oh. this is uh, rather uh, rather odd. Are you? By a- the way, Joe. Yeah. There's a guy at the table next to us. Yes. When you get over here, we got to track this guy down. Okay. This is the Scottish face of all time. Okay. It's a 
catch. It is an actual catcher's mitt. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he looks like the long lost Robertson brother. It's amazing. <laughs> Well, they're all you know, they, Scottish, they, you know. Calvin, Calvin and his brothers were full-blooded Scotsmen, you know. That's right. And they're damn near all still over here. I don't think any of them are dead. I think I've been there having dinner with them. Now, you found a restaurant that's open at this hour, huh? Yeah, we're about three. We were talking about we're a little past Joe's curfew for dinner here. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I, You know, what do I got to worry about? We're at the Golf Inn, sir, having dinner down the street from where we're staying. And, yeah. uh, and there's some old rich people in there and then some hard-drinking companions with me and then me just sitting there drinking water. It's very discouraging. <laughs> well, well, here in the land of gin, a fella can't even have one. It's kind yeah. of discouraging. I think you're in the land of scotch. Yeah, but they... They slip a little gin across the border, too, here in England, I think. <laughs> is Seve in there holding up the bar? Seve's in there, and if he has one more in him, he's going to start singing, We Are the Campions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what time does the first tea time? Why am I yelling? You can hear me. We fine. can hear you, uh, C-3PO. <laughs> 1 a.m. your time, sir. 1 a.m. 7 a.m. here tomorrow, and I plan to be there to see the first ball in the air. Tiger tees off at 301. Is this all on tape, Rook? You were rolling, you baby. Tape You're rolling. Up. We're going to play this tape for you, and you'll know why I'm laughing. All right. Goodbye. Yeah. Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> Just go back. 30 Years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at 30 years of GL memories. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. So, a couple of updates about the Garage Logic 30th anniversary celebration at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. That's happening next Monday, August 14th. Dinner is at 5.30. The show is at 7.30. Tickets are sold out. No, wait. There's tickets left. No, wait. Tickets are sold out. No, what? wait. Tickets are left. What? That's the correspondence from Ross, our guy Ross behind the scenes. So here's the deal. Just go to garagelogic.com. There are a few that was initially sold out. We had a few that were released. So if you would like to go, this is probably going to be your last shot. Go to garagelogic.com, and then you'll see the banner right there. When you arrive at the show tickets page, just click on Get Tickets. That's how you do it. And come hang out with us. There will be a regular GarageLogic podcast recording during the day, and then a special uh, show at the Chan Hassan Dinner Theater. I'm excited. Can you tell? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Hmm. Are we eating, the the five of us, are we eating together at the event? Together. Do we have to sit at the same table? I think, I think so. so. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Is it tables of four? I got to look. <laughs> um, Ken, I would like the CP to sit with us. Maybe Such could sit somewhere else. <gasps> we should give her an open oh, mic. What a brilliant yeah. idea. The CP. Yeah. No. 
Oh, yes. You know what? You're right. That would be a good opening act. Give the CP a microphone and let her move among the crowd. Asking GLers, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you... Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. I think that idea has been squashed. I will say before I get to the news, uh, one of the funnest times I ever had was at our old buddy Angie's wedding when the CP sat with my wife and I and some other people. We had a, we had a good time there. Uh, in other news... I didn't even go to it. I know. You, we talked a lot about you that day. Yeah, well, sure. well, the CP did anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you notice whenever news. Kenny has a good idea, we see the mayor do this. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, We're still about 15 months away from the 2024 presidential election, uh, but moves are uh, are coming fast and furious. Republican U.S. presidential candidate Ron DeSantis today replaced his campaign manager. He's trying to reboot his campaign to overtake frontrunner Donald Trump in the race for the party's nomination. And the campaign up to this point has been struggling. Janera Peck, a longtime DeSantis aide, will be replaced by James Uthmeyer, another close advisor. The move comes four days after the biggest individual donor to a group supporting the DeSantis candidacy told Reuters he would not donate any more money unless DeSantis attracts more donors and adopts a more moderate approach to issues. The DeSantis campaign also made significant staff moves in July, cutting over a third of its staff and reshuffling some middle and upper level management. The uh, chef, otherwise known as Scott Matura, broth is water consistency. I know. Yeah, He's just weighing in. No, I know what broth town is. Council. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the folks who watch this <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, you know, bro. The folks who watch this sort of thing say the ballot initiative Ohio voters will decide today uh, could demonstrate uh, the. Uh, well, what's going on in the election in 2024? Ohio voters are facing a measure placed on the ballot by state Republicans that would require future initiatives to change the state constitution to get 60% of the vote to be approved. That change would apply to amendments on all subjects, but the campaign has become a proxy test of attitudes about abortion in the state. Almost everyone agrees Republicans and the allies in the anti-abortion movement have advanced the proposal to try and end majority rule on ballot initiatives because they think a majority of Ohio voters could support a separate ballot initiative in November to overturn the six-week abortion ban approved by the GOP-controlled state legislature. But while an Ohio victory could generate momentum for abortion rights advocates, the experts also say it might demonstrate the big political challenge confronting both Republicans and Democrats. While the abortion rights side has consistently won ballot initiatives, the issue's impact on electoral campaigns has been a lot more uneven. President Joe Biden's top labor advisor, Celeste Drake, has stepped down, according to a source with direct knowledge of the matter. And Drake is leaving the White House to serve as the deputy director general of the International Labor, uh, labor Organization based in Geneva, Switzerland. The ILO did not immediately respond to an email request for comment. Drake's departure comes at a critical time for the administration dealing with the summer of labor unrest with estimates from national labor unions showing more than 650,000 U.S. workers were on or threatening strikes in the first half of 2023. Johnny, you're freezing up. You're sounding funny. You're going scotland on us a little bit. Uh, Um, He's moving now again. Radio, radio, Like that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, okay. one of the things that we didn't really touch on, uh, this was released, was it last week, that 400, over 400 press reporters had their credentials pulled 
from the White House? Like, yeah. Have you that. have you delved any deeper though, or just read the headlines? Well, I there? I only read a portion of it, but I mean, is this as big a deal as it seems? I after reading a couple of stories from a couple of different sources, to me, it didn't seem like a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Weather causing numerous issues on the East Coast. More than 300,000 homes and businesses in the eastern U.S. without power this morning after thunderstorms battered the region, killing at least two people and canceling thousands of flights. In South Carolina, where more than 12,000 customers remain without power this morning, a 50-year-old boy was killed after a tree fell on him as he got out of a car. In Florence, Alabama, police said a 28-year-old man died after he was hit by lightning. More than 1,700 U.S. flights canceled, nearly 9,000 delays according to flight tracking website Flight Aware. Former leader of a St. Petersburg church may have skipped over the uh, thou shalt not steal commandment as authorities arrested him for operating a multi-million dollar theft ring that spanned several Florida counties. Authorities say Robert Dell, a former pastor of the Rock Church and operator of a halfway house for people recovering from drug addiction, is accused of working with four accomplices. They would have people shoplift Milwaukee, DeWalt, and other branded products from Home Depot stores and then sell them on eBay through their store, which was called the Anointed Liquidator. Authorities arrested Dell and the four accused associates for stealing merchandise worth more than $1.4 Yeah, there's a set price for a Milwaukee saw. See, you can't he could, go half off. He could have got away with that in Minneapolis. Yeah, probably. Just another just fraud. Just the wrong location. Just um, another fraud. The profits for the uh, stolen, sold stolen goods. Where did the profits go? Into his pocket or to feed the poor? Uh, I'm sure. I'm I sure. Doubt into the they fed the poor. Yeah, just a guess. Okay, so, well, we, so this wasn't a Robin Hood thing, like our food fraud no. scandal. Nobody ate. They they mm. got a lot of money, but nobody ate mm. anything. Sure. <laughs> uh, we mentioned this earlier from the "Here We Go Again" category. Lottery players will have another shot tonight at a massive Mega Millions mm. prize. It ranks as the third largest jackpot in U.S. history. The estimated 1.55 billion dollar prize has been gradually building for months, thanks to 31 straight drawings without a winner. Each drawing without a winner pushes the prize closer to the record 2.04 billion Powerball jackpot that someone in California won last year. Uh, the odds, by the way, if you uh, plan on winning, one in 302.6 million. The no, they're not, John. They're 50-50. Right. You either win or you don't. The $1.55 billion payout would go to a winner who opts for an annuity doled out over 30 years. People usually prefer the lump sum option, which for this drawing would be about $757.2 million. And then, of course, the money would be subject to federal taxes and state taxes in a lot of states, including Minnesota. John, so you, thank you for that. Wait, wait. I want to ask you guys a question about this. Do you Are you guys overly optimistic as you leave the convenience store and get in your vehicle and drive home and you think about all the normal sure. things you think about. No. But then you wake up the next day and without seeing any news stories or anything, you know that there's a 100% chance that you lost and you don't feel optimistic anymore. I don't Welcome give it to that my much. Life, Kenny. I don't give it much yeah. thought. Welcome to my life. How I don't much even one bother. Of these tickets cost? Two bucks? I, two bucks. I don't two even bucks. bother to check the numbers. I just wake up knowing that I lost. Yeah. But when you're leaving the store, you, you, you're oh spending God. it. You know oh, how to yeah. spend it. Yes. You bought your yes. dirt track when you leave the store. Yep. Absolutely. I'm the guy from Reno yeah. 911 with the glowing teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the ROI on $2 is 300 Hundred ninety-one million six hundred fifty thousand. What do you mean? 
your two dollar invest a two dollar investment is going to return that after taxes three hundred ninety one million ROI return on investment. He, we got a he professional has been briefed here. on the numbers. I have been briefed on that. His son taught him that. <laughs> yeah, those are big words. Those are big words. I didn't even know what a Roy was. Roy, what's a Roy on that? He's spelling it wrong. Seventy-two percent. Okay, is that Roy rookie boy. of the year. Wow. <laughs> what is that? Who's Roy? My new garage door guy is the uh, is the entire family precision garage door of the Twin Cities. They're GLers, and I'm going to have to make sure that door opens and closes if I want to run that Vanderhall Roadster in and out of there. Right? They take care of everything: springs, rollers. The pairing of the uh, opener, you need a new door, they can take care of the door. They're available weekends and don't charge extra for weekends. Love that. They serve the metro and western Wisconsin. There's a lot of these outfits. There's a lot of garage door people out there. We love garage door people. Mm-hmm. But these happen to be Garage Logic family-owned garage door people. So it's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. They fix it correctly. They don't want to waste your time. They're busy. They take care of everything you need to have taken care of. And uh, don't don't discount the idea of getting a winter tune-up. You don't want to go out there and have to manually lift that damn thing Oof. if it weighs 700 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. All right. Get a hold of Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities at PrecisionDoorMN.com. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Let me send it back to the John Height newsroom for this late breaking development. Okay, thanks, Joe. That story we talked about in the news, Ramsey County officials now say that 14-year-old who's been in police custody since the fatal weekend shooting of his 12-year-old brother will be released due to a lack of evidence supporting criminal charges. According to the county attorney's office, the case has been returned to St. Paul Police for further investigation. As of now, though, he will be released with no evidence uh, supporting anything. The Rural Affairs Secretary for the leftist separatist locally devolved government of the Scottish Nationalist Party, Marie Goujon, has admitted that 16 million trees have been cut down in order to make way for Windmills. Oh. <laughs> In a letter last month to Scottish Tory member of the Scottish Parliament, Liam Kerr, reported on Sunday by the Telegraph, Gujian said that approximately 7,858 hectares of trees have been felled over the past two decades, with an average of around 2,000 trees per hectare. What's a hectare? It's bigger than an acre, I think. Uh, that's uh, 1.7 acres uh, there, Joel. I this no gives idea. an estimated no total of 16 million trees which have been felled in order to facilitate wind farm development. Uh, that's windmilling. Well, uh, one hectare equals almost two and a half acres. Yeah, it was awful. Well, bit. they're cutting down a lot of trees, aren't they? Forestry. Okay, thank you. Forestry (laughs) and Land Scotland claim that it has planted 500 million trees during the same period. All right. I have another climate Copy note. that. I uh, love the aggressive. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I have another. Uh, 
Because he can't say what he'd like to. Really, I can't, can I? Shut that. <laughs> Almost said it right there. Yes, you did. All right, now we, uh, we're we going to take you to Winnipeg, Manitoba. Okay, that's... Uh, Home of the straight, Jets. Almost straight north. Friendly, familiar Manitoba. Okay, John, thank you. Thanks to be there, Jingle. <laughs> Fort Rouge. When Canadian dairy farmer Ben Lowith's calves are born next spring, they will be among the first in the world to be bred with specific in, with a specific environmental goal. They will burp less methane. Oh. Lowith, a third-generation farmer in Linden, Ontario, in June started artificially inseminating 107 cows and heifers with the first-to-market bull semen with a low-methane genetic trait. He's got a good they're gonna, job. They're going to get the methane out of the cows. Wow. Selective breeding for lower emissions, as long as we're not sacrificing other traits, seems like an easy win, Lowith said. The arrival of commercially available genetics to produce dairy cattle that emit less methane could help reduce one of the biggest sources of the potent greenhouse gas scientists and cattle industry experts say. Burps are the top source of methane emissions from cattle. Semex... Um, the genetics company that sold Lowith the semen said adoption of the low methane trait could reduce methane emissions from Canada's dairy herd by 1.5% annually, with up to 20 to 30% by 2050. Do you know that human beings are a carbon uh, dioxide emitting machines? Yeah, we do that. Well, as well. what are they going to do to us? Do we have to genetically well, engineer kids who don't fart? It's a matter of time. Well, you just said burps. That's the front end. Burps. What are they going to do about the back end? Right, right. I still long for, I really hope it happens this year when Doris brings over a cow. We should have that, something, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, that, finish. That cow lifts its tail and then coughs. I'm just looking. I really, really want to see that happen in front of all you city folk. <laughs> You know, Doroth has, uh, Doroth? Yes. Doroth. Yes. Doris, a Hall of Fame award winner in Garage Logic, has contacted me. You know, Doris lives for the fair. Yes, she does. She does. She loves She's the fair. Wonderful fair. And we will have a state fair animal every day. Except Wednesday. That's right. And I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her about this. Uh, we My, we are going to you can capture the interview out. You feel free this year to stretch the interview out. <laughs> Here's today's state fair animal. Button still works. How about yeah. this uh, methane, Doris? How's that working out? What I like is when Doris gets really condescending and she'll say, "That's right, Joe." Yeah. <laughs> yeah we can relate. <laughs> relate. <laughs> methane is produced by microbes in the cow's gut. As it digests fiber. Wouldn't that be true of us as well? Don't they have four stomachs? I thought they had four stomachs. That's another question we can ask Doris. Not the <laughs> animal itself. Back on his farm, Lowith is eager to see how the breeding decisions will play out. If it's something that you've doubled down on generation after generation, then the impact becomes more significant. So this farmer up Winnipeg way, he's all for it. Uh, I, I think it's, uh, personally, I think it's ridiculous because uh, the uh, you've got some Finnish farmers. For example, Juha 
Nusianen. Okay. He says, look, you, you, you burp less methane, you're going to create digestive problems. We're going to solve this for you during this year's state fair. Because we're going to have Doris the expert. But, but nature's bigger than man. Man shouldn't be messing with this. I don't, because yeah. if it's cows today, it's us tomorrow. Right. But if we were to compare them to humans, isn't it about what we eat that causes the gas? I don't, uh, I uh, I would imagine that's true. Uh, you so know. we can open up that can of worms and no farmer wants to talk about this. Grass fed compared to corn fed. Oh, you get some strong opinions among the farmers. Which produces that. more methane. Yeah, exactly. Well, do you know the answer? Yeah, I don't know. Nobody Neither does. do I. No, I'm I do prefer no corn-fed beef. Don't you, Kenny? Uh, can you am, tell the difference? Oh, God, I am, yeah, I can. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, nope. I'm not. Uh, nope. nope. Why? Come, just bite a little. Just give me a nope, nibble on that hook. Nope. 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 Here's today's <laughs> I don't Boy, know that I've ever tasted the difference between grass. Listen fed. to where the Limans are now for wait, this wait, day wait, in wait. history. Before you do this day in history. Breaking news. Yep. <clears throat> the gift that keeps on giving has spoken. Ross? Vice President Kamala Harris. Oh. Oh. Oh, today's update. On the economy. Okay. Did recall these fancy people used to say, well, a recession is inevitable. Now, however, those same people acknowledge that President Biden and I have delivered Strong and steady growth for our nation. You have, huh? Huh? She has no idea what they've done. But she said that. But she's willing to take the credit. Guess where the Lymans are? Where, Joe? Only because they come to us all the way from Svalair, Lofoten, and Trollfjord, Norway. Wow. Norska. From the traveling, I envy them uh, this part of their world travels. I would love to see that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this day in history. And get this, Rook. On this day. This day. August 8th. What's the date? It's August 8th already. And 1849. The Grand Master of the Masonic Lodge in Ohio, named Charles K. Smith, a founder of the Minnesota Historical Society, the Master for the first Masonic Lodge in Minnesota. An organizational meeting was held on September 8, 1849, in the Central House on Bench Street in St. Paul. I'm unaware of there still being a Bench Street. I don't Maybe know there Bench is. Street. 1849, you had the first Minnesota Grand Master. Charles K. Smith. That is unbelievable. And how about this segue? They've been doing great stuff ever since. Minnesota Masonic Charities, in 2006, they all came together and said, we're going to have one place here that does wonderful things for people that are Do you think they got need. pictures of this guy? And, I'm you sure know. they do. They yeah. have a beautiful museum down in Bloomington at their place, at the Minnesota Masonic um, Charities uh, headquarters. But also, I want to tell you this, as you know, Minnesota Masonic Charities, one of Minnesota's leading service organizations. You just heard how years and years ago they started. 1849. Another great example of what they do, Suchi Boy, is the Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders in Duluth. They provide early identification 
treatment, and then support for those childhood communication disorders. They've been helping thousands of families unlock the world of communication, which we know is so important for their children, since 1900. Amazing work. You want to learn more, go to MasonicChildrensClinic.org, MasonicChildrensClinic.org. If you want to get involved, they're having a fun golf tournament on August 14th. It's in Duluth, 218-390-0864. Probably get it from their website as well, MasonicChildrensClinic.org. Minnesota Masonic Charities, compassionate, committed, capable since I don't know how many hundreds of years. 1849. 1849, yeah. Uh, Joe, Bench Street. Yeah. It later became 2nd Street and is now Kellogg Boulevard. I'll be damned. Really? I'll be damned. Boy, you learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Corn-fed beef tastes better. It's obvious, and I'll die on that hill. If a grass-finished and corn-finished carcass hang side by side, the difference is flaring. Scott Matura. Okay. On this day, August 8th, in 1857, organized baseball teams squared off for the first time in Minnesota sports history when members of the base ball club met on a field in Nininger. Where the heck is that? And baseball, it was two words. The members of a base... How do you spell Nininger? N-I-N-I-N-G-E-R. Nininger. And they met on a field in Nininger on this day. Before this state was a state. On this day in 1857. Nininger Township is just outside of Hastings in Dakota County. That's right. This was a right. small town 25 miles south of St. Paul, it says. Yep. A Nininger. Right there on the river. So the they river. had their, uh, you had a ball game down there on this day in 1857. Wow. That's a cool stat. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, A ball Ellis. game took place last night in Faribault. Good. Uh, town ball story? That's, that's fine. She <laughs> clinched a state tournament berth. You want to hear more about it? No. Oh, you don't. I... Okay. I <laughs> Like you mentioned baseball. It's like Did it's you only get any one hits? word. Did you get any hits? Me? Yeah. No. Did you play? No. What are you, the manager? I am the assistant first base coach. Wow. That's like third assistant shift leader it at our might yeah. actually be worse. Yeah. There's so no such thing in, as assistant first base. You sit coach. in the dugout and get slobbering yeah. drunk. One hundred percent. I am the vice president <laughs> of team morale. That is my role. Wow. Spitting some seeds. Yep. Who can do it the farthest? Wow. It's that time again, time. Huh? Okay. Hey! Uh, here's the deal. <laughs> Go to YouTube and subscribe to Garage Logic. It's free. Sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council at garagelogic.com. And that State Fair schedule, she's going to be out pretty soon. It's news <laughs> to us. It is time once again that we pick up the phone and we make the call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do what I did. Pick up the phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic and boy, Josh, if it's not one rating agency, it's another, isn't it? It certainly is, Chris. A week ago, it was Fitch. 
one of the three credit rating agencies who downgraded U.S. debt from AAA to AA plus, which means Minnesota bonds rated AAA are better, according to Fitch, than U.S. government treasuries. Very interesting at that. Well, today, or actually today, last night after the market closed, Moody's, another credit rating agency, downgraded 10 regional banks. That did not look pretty, and it, it anticipated a down day on Wall Street, as not only did the regional bank index and regional banks sell off, but the downgrade of the regional banks affected some of the larger banks. In addition to that, several of the large banks got hit with fines, procedural difficulties. Seems like the government and their agencies have it in for local Wells Fargo, as well Wells Fargo got hit with another $200 million fine for record-keeping issues. I am not a bank investor, nor have I been, but definitely need banks for numerous types of activities. But in any case, the banks, whether it's the regionals or the major banks, have helped to lead the Dow Jones down today. When it comes to banks, I've been very, very cautious. And as I've said, I am not a bank investor. Uh, I'll leave that to others to invest in banks. I've, my concentration has been on internet-related companies, leisure-related businesses, China-related businesses, and real assets such as real estate, not to mention doing a short amount, a small amount of trading. But when it comes to China, well... China also had an adverse effect on our markets as they reported a big drop in imports and exports for the month of July. And that did not bode well, we'll say, for the energy sector as oil prices came in. And with China down, oil prices down, concerns about the banks, that put a big power on the market and sent stocks down. The stocks with the biggest down, of course, are technology companies as they are more expensive, at least on a price-to-earnings basis. A little positive news, however, at least with a few stocks, Zoetis reported better than expected numbers. Uh, Zoetis is dealing with pharmaceuticals for animals, and they had a beat and raise quarter, and two pharmaceuticals. Novo Norse and Lilly came in very positively, and they were also up for the day. More earnings are on tap as we go through the week, primarily with the media companies, including Disney. So continues to be an interesting week. Do keep some cash on the sidelines to take advantage of some of these pullbacks, which I think are going to be more on the short side than on the long-lasting side. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thank you very much, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.